0: Just
1: a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic.
0: Welcome to Flyerside Chat! Here it is! April twenty nine, twenty twenty four. 2024! Smoothest intro I've ever done. I've never heard a better version. Maybe April. Could be. Who knows. Could be June. I'm just realizing now as I say that out loud, we're doing an advice line on this mini series, and we're going to wait four months to post it.
1: So I was thinking about some of this before with a handful, and granted, we can put po- you could post these in any order. Um, I have
0: no idea what order I recorded them in, so there's there's no specifics. Uh... Perfect. Eh.
1: What I would suggest,
0: <laughs> this is goes first, is
1: that the relationship ones are relatively early on, and the advice ones were <laughs> relatively early on. Because what if someone's sitting there not divorcing
0: their partner because they're like, I need a fucking
1: answer, I need a definitive answer from two scientific minds
0: yeah now that we say this out loud uh, so we we, yeah january 2024
1: there you go (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah there are like i think that there's going to be one of those things where we should probably
0: probably put some (laughs) of those out some kind of time sensitivity yeah Some of them, this one is more time-sensitive than a food episode. Yes. <laughs> we'll yes. save the food one for spring. it's not to say spring. that the
1: food isn't important and fun. It absolutely is.
0: But it's one a little in more serious topics. Of...
1: I think so, yeah. Which is hilarious. I mean, as Dan mentioned to me before we pressed record here, you know, is Flyer Side Chat not more or less an advice line to begin with?
0: Yeah, I was thinking that it, you know we were brainstorming these topics. and I'm like, advice line, that'd be cool. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, I get half of our questions are just dumb bullshit to piss us off, but like the other half, there's some legitimate stuff that comes through this one. <laughs> that oh yeah. is legitimate advice. So, but absolutely. Uh, so that is the topic of this mini series episode: is advice line, which I just now realized I spelled wrong in my notes. A D I V C E. Oh, nice. Close enough. All right. Uh, this person says, I feel drained looking through social media, all forms of it, but I also have FOMO and I no longer feel happy going on social media as I feel some sort of obligation to go and see posts and browse. Uh, will it increase my happiness if I leave social media?
1: There is legitimate uh, studies on this. Um that a removal of social media does increase happiness. Um, I myself, the only social media I have is Twitter. Um, I only have it for this show, so you people. Um, What I will say is that social media in general, and media really, just in in any form, um, it is... It is intended to drive some sort of consumerism, right? And one of the biggest stresses in life is money, you know, is, is your personal finance and, and how well off you are. How many times do you sit there and you scroll on social media and you look at your unemployed friend who's traveling the world and you're like, how the fuck are they doing that? I work 70 hours a week between two jobs. I can't do this. And this fucking guy? They're in wherever, on a beach, like, and it drives you crazy because you feel like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? Reality of it is, you know, like, right there is an example of saying, like, I need to go and spend money and do something. And that makes you feel not good. You know, you talk about the, you have this fear of missing out, you know, missing out on what? You know, I, mean, I do it's... think that's
0: the key point of that question. It's just you're At, addicted to it.
1: Yeah, and and it's really really easy. You know, like that we are uh, like a just like this fingertip snapshot uh, society. Like we could just kind of keep it moving and keep it moving, and you know our interests do not get held in the ways that they used to. Our interpersonal connections are not as strong as they used to be. Um, and it's not to say that that social media is is bad for everyone. I would say that it if. If you're not happy using it, it probably isn't good for you. Um, I know for myself, um, it became the type of thing where, you know, I would, I would compare my life, what I have, what I don't have, what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, with other people, you know, my age, or with other, you know, friends or or or. Uh, or not yeah, followers. I was trying to think what the hell they're called, um, on, on these different, um, or friends, you know, on these different social media platforms. And it made me feel so inferior, you know? And then I sit there and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Like that person's been single their entire life. Haven't had a, a functional relationship. They're in debt. And I know they're in debt, but they're portraying their life as this one big party and that they're always fucking happy and they're, you know, they're always doing these really cool things. And it's like, okay, what, what are we not seeing, you know? And and what we may not be seeing is the fact that they have six maxed out credit cards and they're freaking the fuck out about, you know, can they afford to still rent a room somewhere and not buy a home? Like it's all what you make of it. And I would say that if you are someone who is struggling with social media, as many are, I would recommend if you have five forms of social media, get rid of one, just get rid of one and see what, see what life is like without the one for a week. If you feel like, Hey, I don't, I don't feel the need to go on. Like say it's Facebook, you know, say you, you don't feel the need to jump on Facebook anymore. Okay. Maybe that next week or two weeks, whatever your little time frame is, you say, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to jump on, on, uh, on Twitter anymore. Okay. Try that out. Find which one feels and, and track how you're feeling, like write it down and be like, Hey, instead of mindlessly scrolling through my phone for seven hours a day, I went on a walk or, you know, I went out to, to eat with people, um, you know, or I started a new hobby or read a book, did whatever. Like, I think you'll start to find that there are better ways to spend your time uh, that are more fulfilling. Um, and nothing says that you can't put it back on your phone if you really are struggling. But start with one or take all of them off. I, so at one point I took everything off my phone but left them on my computer. And I was like, if I really want to log in I have to go to my computer and be in my office and then I'll, I'll log in like it's 1994 <laughs> and I'm waiting for the little AOL man to run across my screen and say, it's okay to sign in um, because it's that ex that one extra step. um, And before you know it, you find it's something that you're not, well, in my case that it was something that I just wasn't craving.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't do a lot of the socials. Like, I'm obviously active on Twitter, and it comes with the job at this point. Um, But, like, I have a Facebook that I don't think I've ever actually used. I have somebody manage the Brotherly Puck page. I have an Instagram that I rarely use. It was mainly to keep in contact with a handful of, you know, friends outside of the flyer verse. You know, I have expanded to do the Jersey thing, but I'm basically following other collectors on there that's just jersey collecting, you know. Mine's bigger than theirs, so it doesn't even matter anyway. But uh I don't know. Like it's hard, man. Doom scrolling on Twitter is, is a is a fucking addictive drug. Um of course it is. You know, if Twitter dies, which I'm sure it's going to one of these days, like I'll gladly walk away and never join any other social media network, but you will take it out of my cold dead hands otherwise. Eh.
1: Yeah yeah, it's a tough one, man. I, I just I feel like uh, I've, I I don't know, man, like we're we're not too different in age. You know, growing up, you know, as a young person, right? as as a young kid, and you watched adults, like they talked with one another, you know, they and they were engaged, um, you know, in conversation, in debate, in activity. And they were fully present. You you now have to share someone's attention and share all of this with the device that knows a hell of a lot more ways because they they are built and designed to know you better than you know yourself. I can't compete with that if I'm out at a diner with you and sharing a meal. Like, they know based on... All of the things that you click, all of the way, you know the the uh, the websites that you might go to, scrolling through my terrible porn. They know exactly what it is, yeah, and and that's and look, that's just it's smart on their their part because they're driving a consumer society there, which is again that's more or less what we are. Um, so it's just like I said, I I think it's. Um, I think it's a really, really powerful thing when you do decide to step away from something that's very normal um, in society today. I've Personally, I am significantly happier um, since I have gotten rid of most of my social media, like I said, Twitter aside. Um, and what I will say is, when I'm unhappy, a lot of the times it's because I'm sitting there and I'm perpetuating that unhappiness by scrolling through Twitter and validating that unhappiness, which only makes me more unhappy, yeah, um, which is just my own problem. Um, so,
0: Twitter, especially, such bullshit these days. We're like, just there's no like, they show you shit that you don't follow, and it's just mm-hmm. it's it's horrendous. Like ninety nine percent of the shit that's on my timeline these days, just because Elmo fucked it up so goddamn bad, is just it's terrible. You know, it's terrible, horrible shit of the state of the world. It's not even flyers anymore. So. Yeah, it sucks. Yep. Uh, Great question, though. Yeah. Uh, This person says, I can't imagine Dan as a teacher. You know what's funny? My parents always said that I was going to be a teacher. Always. I never believed them. And I think, because I think my thought at the time was like, when you hear the word teacher as a youth, you think like, your dorky 6th grade math teacher. And sure. like, that wasn't me. <laughs> you know? And, uh... What, like, I, I just... I didn't even consider it, really. Like, when I went, was at school, it was not the really the intended goal, but it was something that I found and enjoyed, and goddammit, I ended up being a teacher. But, uh... It says, that being said, it's a field I want to get into, and do you have any tips for success? So... The best piece of advice I was ever given in regards to teaching is that kids can tell when they're being talked down to and they don't like it. And you have to approach them as peers rather than their superior. And I think going back as my own experience as a student, the teachers that stuck out to me were always the ones that felt like humans you know, not just random nameless people in in schools. You know, it was the ones that that felt like they were people, and I think I try to do that now. And you know, I have the benefit of being on the younger side here. And you say you want to get into it, so I assume you're my age or younger. Um, where I'm only ten to fifteen years older than a lot of my kids right now, and that was even better when I was younger. I've been doing this for what four and a half, five years now, so. If you can, you know, so I'm the youngest instructor by God, I don't even know, maybe 10, 15 years on that scale as well. So I do have the ability to approach them in more of a peer form than a... Te- and like, granted, I have the benefit of I'm not in a public school. I don't have to follow any curriculum and bullshit like that. So I, things are a little bit easier when it comes to being able to convey this message. Um, But, you know, like, in a lot of ways, kids are just, I'm, what, a full generation ahead of these people at this point. Their lingos and apps and all this crazy (laughs) shit they do, I may as well be elderly. But in a lot of ways, just personality-wise, I think if you can connect with the youths better, you have a better chance of succeeding and being more memorable. And it was always the ones, like I said, the the ones that left the biggest impressions on me were the ones that you could talk to at the end of class about shit, you know, about life. That wasn't always about, you know, the X, Y's, and Z's of whatever it was they were trying to teach. So that one, you know, don't talk down to your kids. Be nice to them. Treat them like peers.
1: Yeah, so, you know, obviously I'm not a a teacher in any capacity. um, But I did start coaching at 19 years old. Um, you know, and a lot of you know what I was you know coaching you know were kids that were sixteen, um you know, and then ultimately I ended up coaching in high schools, and you know I was twenty two to twenty five years old somewhere in that range, like um, so I was always you know a more relatable individual, but what I will say is the feedback that I had consistently got, whether it be f- directly from you know the players themselves, students themselves. Um, or, you know, or other coaches, you know, that would sit there and and kind of express what they were hearing was when you treat people like they belong and not like they're this inferior type of, of thing, you know, that, that you have all this power over, there is this ability for them to feel comfortable. And to not fear mistakes and, uh, you know, and to be, you know, fully engaged. And that was something I, I always really prided myself on. Um, you know, I want, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the, the best things that you can do uh, is to, is to not, you ever see someone who talks to, like, talks to an older person like they're a pet? Yeah. Like, Fuck you. You are such a condescending asshat if you do that. Like do not talk to them like that. I think that there is a way that you can totally tell like I feel gen- like I feel genuine uh, connection, or, or like this person's being genuine to me, and that makes a big fucking difference.
0: Yeah. Nope yep.
1: Another good question.
0: Okay. Uh, this person is a bit of a long one This person says Hi y'all <clears throat> I want to preface this by saying that uh, In no way are my parents bad parents In fact I think they are quite amazing And have never pressured me into anything But in this instance What they think is best for me And what I think is best do not align I'm currently a sophomore in high school I really don't do well in a formal education system And the idea of more formal education uh, formal schooling has never appealed to me to say the least. Uh, I was originally planning to tell them around my junior year, uh, that I was having a really good year in cross country. My parents had begun to investigate recruiting so that I could run in college. Can you actually get fucking of course scholarships for running? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a problem. Number one. Anyway, part of this process would mean that I would have to start reaching out to schools in the summer. I don't know whether I should talk to my dad first, as I'm closer with him than my mom. I also don't know how to mention that I do not, uh... I also don't know how to mention that I want to enlist in the military right after high school. Uh, Maybe I would get an online degree at some point, as I have looked into it. And the army does cover tuition of schooling while you're enlisted. However, my parents definitely will not be happy with all of the above, as they have certain expectations of what I should do with my life and not going to college and enlisting in the military right out of high school doesn't fit those expectations. Anyway, any advice is appreciated. I love this. So I had a friend, actually, uh, who was in a similar situation where they did not want to go to school. Um, They didn't really know what they wanted to do, and they didn't want to spend a shit ton of money on something that they didn't want to do, essentially, Uh, which is fair. And he enlisted in the Marines spent five years there and was ultimately pursued a degree in uh, computer science because that's what he was working with in the Marines. Um, I don't know if he's graduated yet. I've not talked to him in a couple of years, but that was what he was doing last time he was, 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 you know, the, the regular go to college route and all this stuff was not his route. So yeah, I I can relate to this story uh, personally.
1: Yeah. Um, me too, in a lot of ways. Uh, honestly, um, so I I was pretty I was pretty much just groomed to be a baseball player, and that was it. Um, and when you know when the injuries started piling up, and you know the looks started to, to decline, I decided I was going to pour myself into uh, different baseball academies to and just focus solely on that and not go to school, uh, you know, out of high school. Um, and you know, obviously I'm sitting here talking to you guys didn't become a baseball player. Um, I went to school later in life. Um, and what I will say is in my case, it was the best thing that I could have done because at 18 years old, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I, was a shit student and I didn't experience life yet it's very different if you're eighteen and you haven't experienced a shitty job you haven't sat there and like I worked a job that I ended up making I, I don't know sixty sixty five thousand dollars a year uh, and I was like nineteen years old and I was like what the fuck am I gonna go to college for? I'm making this money right now yeah fast forward. Until I was 28, I was making sixty sixty five thousand dollars 65000 a year. And it's like, well, what the fuck? And it's like, I, I'm doing the same job, you know, with infinitely more requirements um, and harder circumstances to, to deal with. And I'm doing it for the same money, never getting a raise, cost of living is going up. $65,000 is not what it was 10 years before. Um. And I had to learn that. And I had to sit there and say, I'm limited in what I can do without a college degree. Now I know what I'm fighting for. So I was able to go in with that type of mentality and really attack the classroom in a, in a, in a way that made me excel. Um, now, what I will say post that is, fuck college. You don't have to go to college. You yeah. can go to a trade school. There are plenty of careers out there that you can have uh, that will, will earn you a, a fair living wage and you will do okay and you will not go into the massive debt that is just so normalized by today's society. Unless you really know what it is you want to do and you know where it is you want to work and, and what the path is to get there and knowing that school is part of it. I would say be cautious, and I think that you at 16 years old as a high school sophomore considering this already, be fucking proud of yourself. There are a lot of people who are not having that thought. What I will say –
0: I was one of them. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and no shame. I think a lot of people are. What I will say, you mentioned that you were considering telling your father before you were telling your mother because you have a better relationship. I would not personally recommend doing that. I would – recommend sitting them down together and having that conversation together. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is you you're already going to cause some stress and it's it's OK. It's 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 fine that you're going to do this, but you're going to cause some stress in their life and in their marriage as they debate what may or may not be best for their you know, their son or daughter. I can't recall if this was a, a you know boy or girl who sent this in, but. Um.
0: sounds like don't a sound, but i don't think it was ever specified, honestly
1: okay um but you just you don't want to add another layer of that and have you know your mom sit there and, and resent your dad for the for being the person that you came to and felt more comfortable with um i would sit them down together i would have that conversation what i would also do is do a good amount of research Uh, with what goes into your military expectation. If you want to go and and serve in our armed forces, more power to you. You know, I'm not someone who's going to sit there and say, don't go do this. Um, I think that if that's something that you are considering, uh, it's, uh, look, it's, it is an amazing thing. Um, But, The more information you have that you can go to your parents and it's not this just what they may perceive to be this, you know, snapshot judgment of like, well, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to go to the military. If they can tell that it's a well thought out thing, and I have to believe that it is because you mentioned it being uh, that you may be able to go to, you know, take classes later in life and that the military pays for those courses. Say certain things like that mention that. That's all really good information. The worst thing your parents can do is say no. And guess what? At 18 fucking years old, you can make that decision for yourself. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to be most important. Do you wish for their support? 100%. But they need to know, as do you need to know, that it is your decision and anything that may or may not come from it is on you and not on them. So, you know, I, I think at 16 years old, you, you should be, you know, really proud of yourself for even considering some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, and when Mama and peepaw need to go into fucking homes, you can remember uh, where to put them when the time comes. If they do not accept your life choices. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm still hung up on fucking cross-country scholarships. What the fuck? Why?
1: Dude, you can run wherever you want. Who cares? You don't need a scholarship to do it.
0: Stupid. Anyway, next question. Uh, this person says, I am 30-year-old single man living in Philly and about to move across the country for a job opportunity far away from my family and friends. I'm genuinely excited for the next chapter and making a move is a goal I've had for a while. I'm contemplating how I want to approach this fresh start. Have either of you ever had a chance to reinvent themselves or start over with a blank slate? What would you tell me?
1: Uh, First of all, I love you. I have wanted to do this my entire life. uh, And unfortunately, I personally never did. However, many people, I'm very fortunate to have some of the friend groups that I have one of which is uh, people uh, who are, you know, in film production, um, you know, they're writers. So they moved to Los Angeles. So they were from Bucks County. Uh, Five of them over the span of like two or three years, it each kind of staggered out to to California. Um, And they started working and, and, you know, paying their dues, so to speak. Yeah. Went there. One of them ended up moving to China from there, uh, and, be- and started teaching in China, um, writing in China, you know, doing, um, a lot of film production type of stuff there. Um, another one just moved back about four years ago. He was working, um, in effect studios, uh, for forever. What I will say is, uh, my cousin, uh, Moved to California. Um, and he had, uh, I, I mean, I, I have an Irish Catholic family that absolutely sucks. Try convincing 55 people, you know, to be the first person to, to you know, decide to leave the state and they're going to fucking California. My sister did the same thing she, and she's in Nashville. Um, what I will say is, in your thirties, good for you. That is when I think most people should be reinventing themselves. All of the people I just mentioned went in their early twenties. I'm not saying that's not good. I think that's valuable experience. I think, I think, I think right out of college,
0: twenties and in your thirties, like,
1: absolutely. In your twenties, you're gonna fuck up. You're supposed to fuck up. Yeah. Where you go – and that's ultimately why all of the people I just mentioned with the exception of uh, – well, all the people that I mentioned who went for film and writing, why they're all back here now. Because they went and they lived their little life and they did what they needed to do and they grew up there and they figured it out. They were like, all right, this this is going to be part of my life or this isn't going to be part of my life. At 20 years old, you can fuck up like that. You can live off of friends' couches. You can sit there and, and – you know rent shitty rooms out of people's houses because it's what you're supposed to do is you're sitting there fucking learning how to be a person at 30. this goes back to, you know, similarly to, to what I was talking about before. Like, you know what you're fighting for. You're 30 years old. You're single. You're starting over and you're able to sit there, start a new job, meet new people. I, good for you. Like this is, this is one of the best, this is one of the best things that that I think we, we, I've heard so far on any of these shows. I love the fact that, that someone is doing this and at 30 years old, um, you know, nevertheless, um, I commend it. Um, I think that my advice to you would be, uh, to embrace all that the opportunity has. So go eat at a bunch of local food places meet a bunch of people go take a class at a community college just to meet people and have a new hobby like just do not sit your ass in your apartment or townhome or house or whatever it is that you're getting don't sit your ass in that house and watch netflix uh, when you're not working like go fucking do something uh, and enjoy yourself
0: yeah, I think that would be one of my pieces of advice as well. Is experience wherever it is you're going. Um yep. Get out and experience it. Um yeah, fresh starts. You know, leaving high school and going to college was a fresh start. I lived temporarily in nashville on a couple different summers while i was in college fresh start i just feel like the chance to move around every once in a while and kind of reinvent yourself and here i am you know kind of house hunting again looking for an opportunity to fresh start you know to to go do something else it's such a reinvigorating feeling um and any chance you can give it to yourself especially if you're going something to this level uh, completely across the country removed from your friends and family as you said um yeah Mm -hmm. definitely and being a single year old gargoyle, also... stick with that one. Awesome. It's <laughs> the way it should sure.
1: be. <laughs> um, one thing I will say uh, with that as well like, I still think, and this is, I know this is not a, a popularly shared opinion and that it, it very well may differ for those who have healthier relationships, but I feel like. Most relationships during your – from birth to like your late 20s are not meant to be relationships that last forever. And that fucking includes family because your family fuck you up more than anyone on the planet. Mm-hmm. And we feel this this urge and this desire to just deal with the shit and put up with it because they're family. And it's like if anyone else on the planet did what those people do or behaved that way or made us feel that way, we would just be like, this is a shitty relationship and I'm going to walk away from it now. But because their title is mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandpa, grandpa, like anything like that, we feel obligated to just kind of deal with it. Fuck them. Yep. Fuck, Fuck them em. so fucking hard. I fucking hate it. I do not have a relationship with family. I am infinitely happier without those fucking people than I was. And I'm not prepared to look if if you have a healthier relationship by all means. Um, This is not like a, a, a one size fits all type of thing. But the point is you're 30 years old. You're going alone. You have the opportunity to really define yourself and who you're going to be for you and you alone. That's fucking awesome.
0: Yep. Uh, this person says, I want to pursue my dreams of being a sports analyst slash journalist. Everyone is telling me to follow my dreams, and this is something that I genuinely love doing. Something I would do as a job in the future, but the more I look at it, the harder it seems to be successful in the field. I want to chase my dreams, but not at the expense of being able to support myself and a family. Uh, I just had my first college classes, currently going for a journalism major, and this is something I like doing, uh, and just stuck at a crossroads. There's no professional career in this field. You're not going to make any money. You're going to fail miserably. There's no well, hope. Well, <laughs> I mean, you don't fail miserably. That's mean. There's no hope of... When I... So,
1: Journalism... Go ahead. You're... Go ahead.
0: When I... My first year of college, I originally went for radio television productions. And was basically told that there's so little hope in this field of being employed that it's not worth it. And I listened and pivoted and did something else, um, even though it's kind of what I originally wanted to do. Um, and as somebody who has now spent just about a decade doing this sports journalism thing, uh, there's no money in it at all. <laughs> and, you know, you can work for a long time You can, if you're willing to put in 10 to 15 years of little to no pay maybe you'll catch a big break. You know, I think Charlie O'Connor of the athletic, well, formerly on whatever the hell his sites called these days. I know he was something very similar long time where he was doing, you know, doing it for free essentially. And he caught a break somewhere. Um, it's not impossible, but it is a very, very, very difficult field to make a livable wage, let alone supporting a family and, and, you know, and achieving the fame and fortune and being the Elliot freedoms out there. It's nearly impossible. Um, So as someone who has pivoted their career um, due to a lack of field and just someone who has spent 10 years in sports journalism, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a reasonable job if you're looking to, you know, make money.
1: So here's the hard reality, in my opinion. The internet has changed everything. Journalism used to be one of the most highly respected and regarded positions and careers, that this country had to offer, or any country really. You know, we, we journalists had the ability to control—not control—that's the wrong word. Um, they were they were our information. They they were how we understood the world around us. And if it was sports, they were how we they were our uh, liaison to the team. And there was so much value and so much trust in that. That doesn't exist anymore yeah. news used to be if you think about it when you know now granted you've grown up in a world that has been this way your entire life. when I grew up, you know news sports news and sports journalism included was about being thorough and being correct. It didn't matter if the piece got out on monday or tuesday or wednesday it mattered that it was you know accurately reported you know with like good moral instincts and factual uh, factual basis to all the information that was reported and that that was something that that was present everywhere now anybody can write anything and it's all about getting shit out first, yep. which means you have to compromise your journalistic integrity all the time for a paycheck. Yep. Now, what I will say is, if you have a desire to be a sports reporter, is money important? So what I mean by that is, if you are – so I, I work – you know, 40, 50 hours a week for for my company, right? I have, I don't know, 10 different hobbies. Those 10 different hobbies account for, say, another 80 hours of my week. If I wanted to remove some of those hobbies to incorporate something that was going to be another 40 hours of my week, I could do that. That works. That's fine. So what I would suggest is find a career that... Find... Not necessarily a career. Find a career and or job that can support you in terms of home, food, like the the essentials of, of living. Once you have that, If you treat this, you can treat it like a job. Like, Dan, you treat yours as a job.
0: More or less, yeah.
1: You know, you are diligent about five days or five articles a week, all the shows, all all the communication, running the network. And, you know, you make very little off of that. But it doesn't make you love it any less. Like, you are committed to this because it is the thing that you want to do. And if journalism and sports journalism is what you want to do, then do it. It shouldn't matter whether or not you're getting paid or not. Just do it. And that's enough. You just have to find something else that enables you to do that thing. So, you know, what that looks like, who knows? It could be a data, a boring data analysis job that works from home and you work seven in the morning to three in the afternoon. And then you, you know, take the train down to the city you know, afterwards, and you know, you're in the you know, you're in the press box. Um, you know, it, it's whatever that looks like for you. Um, I also think too, the older that you get, once you have a, a, a relationship, you know, with a, a significant other, like you start looking at things like a team. Like, you know, me and Steph, you know, we we make a, a certain amount of income in this house, and we know what it we know what it takes to. We know what our, our, like, bare minimum to bring in is. And if either one of us want to go and do something else that isn't going to yield as much money, we're still okay. We're always fucking okay. So you can do it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just if you're looking to get into this field as your primary source of income, it ain't gonna happen. Just expect it not to happen i guess is the uh always could i think but uh jesus man i think
1: if you're doing fucking anything purely for money prepare to be disappointed like
0: unless you're really good at sucking dick i was never disappointed back in those days there you go
1: so there's an option (laughs) how are your feet you can start an OnlyFans for feet page or, or feet page for OnlyFans. There we go. I inverted it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, you know, I, I think, like I said, I, I, there, there are ways to live a relatively simple lifestyle that does not require more than an average income to survive. Uh, and to survive well. Um it's just about you know how financially, you know, smart are you? Are you frugal where you need to be? Um and then like I said, if if you're sitting there and you're uh you know, you're worried about income first, and maybe you don't love sports journalism.
0: Yeah, it's not a field for you. Uh I could just I can I can tell you for a fact there's no money in this. Um so uh uh how do we leave oh I just read that one uh this person says please give me some advice to address this issue as diplomatically assertively and politely as possible my new roommate moved in a couple days ago and it's been going great so far she's wonderful with my pets uh respectful quiet friendly i like having her here however i noticed that she never washes her hands after using the bathroom it's easy to tell because the bathroom is right between our bedrooms and I can hear the toilet flush quite clearly. After the flush, the door immediately opens and never hear the tap running. My dog and cat are enamored with her. Uh, they like to lounge on her bed and get pets all day long. So any germs on our hands then go on the pet's fur and they come sleep on my bed with me at night. I'm so grossed out when I think about the transfer bacteria. I am a bit of a germaphobe. You don't fucking say. And I've always, uh, I've always been that way so it's not going to change. I can't help it. Even as a child, I refuse to share food, utensils, straws. I'm probably neurotic, so I can sometimes uh, give people slack if I'm being unreasonable. Or find ways to compensate. Uh, if I... for... I'll find ways to compensate for it uh, if I don't find inconvenience to others. Uh, but I cannot think of a possible way that I can compensate in this situation. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect people to wash their hands after every time they use the bathroom. and The bathroom itself is full of germs. Everything you touch in there is covered in them. I don't know if I can live with someone who never washes their hands after using the bathroom, especially with a regular physical contact with my pets. I'm panicking a bit because I'm thinking I may be unreasonable, but I can't tell. Uh, I don't want to ruin our roommate relationship or make her want to move out. First of all, not washing your hands is gross. And I think the obvious (laughs) question here is, have you politely told her to wash her fucking hands yet? Yeah. Cause I feel like that's the place to start, uh, rather than writing into us. But, yeah, I don't know. That's gross shit, man. Uh, I'm a bit of a germaphobe as well, and I don't li- I've don't i never thought about people touching my pets and the pets laying on the bed. That- that's a new one. Thank, um, Thanks for unlocking that fear in the back of my mind. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gross shit. Tell them to wash their hands. How about that?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, kind of a lot to unpack there. Um, on on this story first of all anyone who says that like you know i can't change that is full of shit um and i don't mean to attack you for that that's just a pet peeve of mine like you could you're making a choice not to uh you know and i and that bothers me um just as a human um you know i think that too often we we fall on that like well, you know, I I have this thing about me, uh, you know, and it's never going to change. So, you know, just deal with it. Well, OK, that it could change. You don't want it to. And, and that's OK, too. Um, but, you know, you have this mindset and expectation. They may have another one and they may also be sitting there saying, like, this is never going to change, you know, deal with it um you know so i everyone can change almost anything that they want if they fucking desire to
0: same as attacking me
1: the and, the writer yeah. and i know i apologize <laughs> and which i i'm, I'm about to take a, a full-on 180 right here because if you don't wash your hands you're a fucking dirt ball um <laughs> like it, that that to me is that it skeeves me the fuck out yeah Um, so yes, for, for, for Dan's thing, like, yeah. Have you politely asked them, Hey, like, you know, did you wash your hands or can you please wash your hands? Um, I don't think there's anything unreasonable about that. I think if, if, if this woman gets upset by that, I mean, that's probably an insecurity and embarrassment on her part. Um, but, uh, if you don't feel comfortable asking them, especially early on, since you said it was relatively recent that you, you've become roommates what i would suggest is like go to bath and body works or something and just get some of those foaming soaps and just make like a huge deal out of how much you love the scent and just be like oh i just got this (laughs) new scent of soap it's fucking awesome have you tried it yet you have to let me know what you think and just keep saying it Every time they leave the bathroom, open your bedroom door into the hallway and just be like, try that soap. What'd you think? And just make it like humorous, but just like enough to sit there and be like, all right, I should probably start washing my fucking hands. Um, but uh, yeah, look, that is fucking gross. So, yeah, it's uh,
0: gross. gross shit. you know,
1: so to get back on your side of things like it's that, also that's why you a... live
0: alone. I don't have to worry about shit like that.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: <laughs> Specifically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's tough. Um, and dude, new roommate stuff is hard. Like that is a tough thing to navigate, especially like. And again, I don't know. I don't recall. I don't think uh, that this individual had, had specified. I don't know if you've known this girl before moving in or if it's like full on new. Like, if you've known the person and you haven't established a relationship, yeah, you should be able to just tell – like, be like, dude, do you never wash your hands? (laughs) And, like, you could just keep it moving. But if it's a brand new person you've just met, like, I can understand that you want to sit there and, like, put a toe in the water and kind of see, you know, how – It doesn't look like it says – Yeah, I I didn't think so, but I don't know. But, yeah, so sorry that you're living with a dirtball. ball. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Also, dirtball is such a good word.
0: Yeah, that's gross shit. Wash your fucking hands, everybody.
1: Just wash them.
0: Just wash them. It's not that hard.
1: We just went through a whole pandemic where the whole thing was (laughs)
0: like,
1: everyone started putting signs. You can't go anywhere anymore that doesn't have a sign that says, like, wash your hands for 20 seconds. It's the law. Did you not know? And it's like, (laughs) well, I didn't know it was a law, but no one had to tell me to not be a dirtball. Like... Wash your fucking hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know and what? Confirm. Just play,
1: just play this part of the podcast loudly in a common area of the house, <laughs> and just wait for it to settle in. Be and real for them to be passive like,
0: about it. Yeah. Be like,
1: oh, 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 shit! I should wash my hands. I'm a dirt ball. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: What a great way to end this one. <sighs> and on that note, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll call it a day here at Dan the Flyer Fan I'm Brotherly Puck and Brotherly underscore Pod Play it in the website, brotherlypuck.com. Dan the Flyer Fan underscore jerseys. If you're addicted to social media and want to come follow me, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh Shane. Uh
1: you guys can get me on Twitter. It's at Billy Meats. Um this is a good one. This was uh, again, this really good stuff so far uh in this mini-series. Um thank you guys for, for making it what it has been thus far um and you know continue to support the brand support this particular show uh text in uh you know make it uh make it be everything it's been for the last what four weeks now that we've been doing stuff like this this has been great so it's 267
0: right everyone until next time goodbye and good night